Welcome back to the Tower Hill Podcast with Pat and Mike. On this week's episode, we discuss how new agents should budget for new tech, especially if they suffer from the shiny object syndrome. Good morning, Pat. Welcome back to the Tower Hill studio here. Good morning. Great to be back. Just had a baby. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a baby. My wife had a baby. Yeah. Well, so pretty, pretty amazing. The baby's beautiful. Thank you. Like your wife. Yes. Thank you know. God. Thank goodness. Takes after her mom. Yeah. But didn't come out with, with very much hair or some hair? Or? No, she has lots of hair. Lots of black hair. So she definitely doesn't take after you. Definitely, yes. She. Uh, <laughs> although I've been tempted to jump into a room and I, <laughs> you know, give her a daddy cut. No, she's amazing. The kids are loving her. So it's great. It'd be great to be back in the office. And uh, today I get to interview you a little bit on, on a blog that you wrote a little while ago on tech. Um, yeah. Since you're a tech guru here at Tower Hill. And I, I, I play one. Yes. He play, plays a, a really, really good for the rest of us who are much older and, and less tech savvy, Mike runs circles around us. So let me just jump in to, to this idea of, I think you gave some really great advice, you know, for, for the, the tech novice of things to consider before you go just buying tech. And right. just as, as someone who coaches a lot of agents, it's really so tempting for agents to jump in and buy just about anything that promises to alleviate pain or accelerate their growth. And so much of it is just sort of hokey. Right. And, you know, and this is tech, everything from, hey, we've got a great web platform that's going to feed you leads to we've got a solution to keep you more organized to... Mm-hmm. To here's a new gadget that uh, that'll make you look that much cooler to your friends and 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 family and 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 coworkers. All of it needs to be really approached. Can all of it can be good, but a lot, it 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 all needs to be approached with a, with a certain level of discipline. Mm-hmm. And I really loved your points here. So so let's jump in on on that. I'm a new agent coming into the business. I sit down with you, Mike, and go, okay, so. How should I look at tech? You know, what should I be spending on? What what should I not get shiny syndrome? Right. Is shiny object know, syndrome. shiny object syndrome yeah. about? So I think it's I think first of all agents have to come into the business understanding that they're business owners, right? Mm. So you are setting up shop as a small business owner and so all the rules that would apply to to profitability of a small mm. business also apply to you, right? So you're not just coming in as as a practitioner. No one else is taking care of your finances for you, right? Yeah. It's it's on you. So yeah. that's the first thing is you really have to approach it with the mindset of a business owner. And business owners have to be super unemotional about their expenditures, right? And I say that because I think folks can get caught up in the romanticism of some purchases. It sounds strange, but it can be like, well, if I don't have this, I won't be complete, right? Sort of almost as a validation tool. Yeah, exactly. So you have to be really just like ruthless. And I always, I think we we approach it in a, in a very simple way. So if I were advising a new agent, what I would tell them is that there will come a time as you build your business when you'll want to hire other people. And the question that we always ask ourselves is, does this expenditure, you know, in this this uh, this marketing or this tech tool or this system, does it prevent us from 
hiring a great person who could do this job. And then we'd be in relationship with another person. We could get, we could invest in a new person. Yeah. But so, okay. Just to play devil's advocate on that, Mike, I don't have any business yet. And this tech right? really, I mean, this, this has all the promise of exactly what I'm looking for. And I have a friend who spent a lot of money with this other tech company and, and they did really well. So I think it's right for me. Yeah. Yeah. So as a brand new agent, I think there's so many tools that are, that can be very useful, right? I mean, they do amazing things, but you really have to, you have to have criteria for evaluating all of these, right? And these criteria have to be, if they don't meet these criteria, then you just cannot purchase it, right? It's never a gut move to purchase tech, especially when it's a subscription model, when you're paying for it every single month. Yeah, because right? that'll so it, bleed you out it costs you, over time. It costs you $50, you know, next month, but it also costs you another 50, another 50, right? So you look at it over the course of the year, that's a $600 expenditure. Yeah. So there's really, there are three things that I always, I tell people you need to evaluate technology spend, really any expenditure on, but technology in particular. So is it necessary? This is number one. Is it necessary to run a modern real estate company or is it just simply window dressing? Going back to the emotional thing. Is this absolutely necessary for me to run, you know, a, a modern small business. So, and an example of that is, is this an email system that you absolutely need, right? Yeah. So it's really a question of need. Yes. So that's the first thing. The first thing is need. The second thing is, does it fit within the profit margins of the budget that I have done before I got into this? Business, uh, right? so, so it requires that people actually have a budget before exactly, they make the, right? the, the, the expenditure. So if someone says, you know, I think I should spend on this. And I say, oh, okay, well, show me your budget. Where is the line item for this tech expenditure? Mm -hmm. And if they say, well, I don't have a budget. And I say, well, then you have no reason to be in business right now. You have, you need to, you need to start out with a very clear, very sober understanding of, of what the things you should be spending on. And so you might have not have gone through it yet, but there are a lot of industry models out there that you can use to extrapolate for your own business, right? Sure. And so so just a question on that. Should should people be naturally cautious about things that are a monthly cost that are not absolutely a, yeah. a fundamental necessity? Yeah. I, I really think that this is where folks get into trouble with their profitability. Sort when, of a subscription model. Especially, especially with the seasonality of real estate. Agents have more closings. They have more revenue naturally in the spring and summer months, right? Yeah. And going into the fall. And the winter is super lean. So it is very, very tempting to look at your books, right? Assuming you're doing, you know, you're, you're keeping good records. Look at your books in May or June. You're kind of overwhelmed with work. And, you know, you have a lot of closings. You're, you've got more cash in the bank than you did in January, February. And you say, you know, what is another... What's another $300 that I could pay to, you know, some advertiser online? What's mm -hmm. another $1,000 to Zillow? I mean, it'll probably get me a few more leads. Yeah. And like, I want something else to be doing a lot of this lead generation work for me because sure. I'm flush with business right now. Yeah. And then come January and February, they realize that they've already spent, you know, $6,000 this year on something that may not have followed through on all the promises. Yeah. And what could that $6,000 have done for their business if they had invested it in, say, a part-time assistant? Yeah. And or did it do anything for you? Was it just window dressing? And are you just 
now $6,000 less profitable. Sure. It raises a really interesting question is, do you have a, do you have a human resource issue? Right. Are you lacking a who or are you lacking a what? Are you yeah. lacking a, a technology issue or a systems issue? And so often I think the the sales technique of a system that is technologically based is oftentimes trying to is trying to actually replace what a human being should be doing mm-hmm. in many ways, right? right. It's, uh, oh, you know, gosh, I've, I've put in my time and I want another leg on my stool for business. And, and oftentimes the pitch, and here's one of the pitches I hear constantly is, listen, if by spending on this, you do one more piece of business this month yeah. or this quarter, yep. it'll be well worth it, right? That is the, like, beware of that. Yes. That, that's one that as soon as that ha- as soon as I hear that on a phone call from from somebody who's trying to market something, I know you know what we got to take a step back and look at this because it's going to really impact our marginal profitability in exactly. the short term. At so, the very least, yeah. So that kind of brings brings up point number three, which is return on investment. Yeah. and time horizon, right? So we've got everyone. Everyone says like, okay, so. Like you said, they're getting pitched these things and the salesperson says, well, you know, if this could help you close one or two more deals this year, it'll pay for itself. Wouldn't it be worth it? Yeah. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be worth it? It'll pay for itself. And then you think, well, so you're only saying that if I, if I'm one or two deals busier, then I'll just break even. Like, how does that, how does that make any sense? Right. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at tech or any expenditure in your business, you want to understand, is it a 5X return? Is it a 7X return? Is it a 10X return, yeah. right, on your investment, Yeah. right? And so there are, I don't want to be completely cynical about tech. I think that there's there are things that you might decide to spend on, right? You've, you've looked at your budget. There's an expected return, right? You decide to spend on it, but you also then have to give it enough time to work, right? So you have to decide, yeah. is this a six-month time horizon? Mm-hmm. It's a 12-month time horizon. Is this 24 month time horizon that I'm going to give this technology, this product time to play out so that I can see the return. By the way, with technology, 24 months is massive. That's a hugely long period of time. Right. And, and, and tech should be able to give you feedback much faster than that. It actually should allow us to, to hold the dollars we're spending on it accountable in a shorter period of time. Right. So oftentimes you don't know if you've got the right hire, maybe for six months or a year, maybe 18 months worst case scenario, but you know, if you, if your tech's working for you and oftentimes this is the other thing to be careful of. Oftentimes what, what, what tech companies are trying to get you to spend on requires a year long commitment. Right. Right. And so I know that we personally have looked at some of those budget items that we, we had in it. We had a test budget for, we spent money on it. We had to commit to it six months nine months, a year, and those are expiring. We're doing away with them mm-hmm. because, and, and that's that's allowing us to shift those dollars to other more important places. And in our case, typically human resources. How can we take right. care of great people? How can we bring on new new great people as well? Yeah, and some of those, some of those annual contracts, I mean, I think that they were a product of, we had this fear of missing out. You know, yeah. we, we thought we should have taken our own advice and looked at this with a little bit more of an unemotional view and and thought this doesn't actually move the ball forward for our business we're just reacting out of fear of not having it right yeah well but gee it, you know what if these other people outpace us yeah because they've got this tech or something yeah. like that right like oh this guy over here is spending all this money on this and you know he's all over facebook saying jumping up and down saying that he's got all these deals and mm-hmm. that's usually not the whole story yeah. right 
there's there are no silver bullets and there's no replacement for hard productive work and relationship building yeah it's not yeah well and and just a, a plug for on the other side of this great talent who you don't have in your life yet may be able to find tech and use tech better than you can yeah. By the way, right? We just brought on Nick. Nick understands tech in a different level than we knew even in, even during the the interview process. Great. Right. Great. So what you don't know about tech is oftentimes why you're going to go spend on it. Right. Right? If you understood it, you may not go spend on it, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's all about the right people, surrounding yourself with the right people as well. And we have this, this saying, people are always more valuable than things, mm-hmm. right? That's one of our sort of core beliefs. And I think it goes beautifully to this question of return on investment on things, right? I, I take the people in, in, in this room and in, in this brokerage and go work out of, you know, out of a, out of a, a cave if we needed to, because on a human level, we, we will innovate in order to, to provide the services necessary for our clients. That's what you're right. talking about in terms of, you know, is it necessary for the, the running, the daily running of your empire, right? right. Big or small. So I think if you understand it that way, one of the other questions we asked when we got really clear on our mission about three years ago, I remember asking ourselves, well, does this expenditure, this line on expenditure, and oftentimes it was in tech, some of the first things that you cut out early on, I think you probably cut out about 10 grand annually just in tech expense that I was spending on. And I'm just immensely grateful because we asked the question, now that we understand what our mission is, does this contribute to our mission, which is investing into people? Right. In those days, specifically investing into our clients. Does it allow us to invest into the relationship with the clients better? No, mm-hmm. it's out. We yeah. got to find find a way out of the contract early. Let's go. Pay the penalty if we need to. Yeah. Let's go. So I think everyone, every agent, every business owner has to know what their, what their guiding principle is. And that will inform all of your decisions, including your decisions on how to spend your money. Yeah. And I think you can't create a dichotomy. You can't separate the two. What you spend your money on in your personal life, in your professional life, is that which is important to you. If your guiding principle in business is that people are important to you, then you're only going to invest in those products which improve the relationship. Absolutely. And in your personal life, if your family is the most important thing to you, for instance, that's what you're going to invest in. Sure. Right. Love it. This is great. And, and you know, on this blog post that you, you put, I think you, you had written this um, right around the Christmas time. And so you're talking about gift giving. Oh, yeah. At yeah. the end of it. And so I just really liked that. And you, you, you mentioned family. So it made me think of that very specifically. To what end are you, are you buying or are you, are you investing into technology for your family? And right. does that achieve the family mission? Yeah, so you can apply these same types of criteria to anything that you would invest in. And I'm specifically thinking of parents investing in things that they purchase for their children, right? So these gifts, which are very, very heavily, you know, centered on tech, right? iPads and video Uh games, things like that. That's what kids kind of expect to get from their parents these days. Yeah, And I think it's worthwhile to think like, is this necessary for my child to have, right? Is this necessary is for their need? development? Is it yeah. a need? No? Well, you know, think hard about it. The cost of many of these things 
could I use this money in a better way for family, right? Could we invest this into an experience or a charitable giving or something that my child will actually remember rather Mm -hmm. than the iPad that gets broken or the video games that get left behind when the new one comes out, right? So there you go. You've got need, you've got cost, and then return on investment. Like, you know, the amount of time that my child spends doing this, right, takes away from the amount of time that they could be reading or studying or playing outside and discovering new things or being with their friends, right? So Yeah, there's an opportunity cost. There is an opportunity cost, right? So the return on investment is kind of poor for a lot of these things that we just that are just very, very entertaining. They're very cool, very entertaining. But when you kind of get at the heart of them, they're probably not the best thing for your Well, and it just may kids. be that it's 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 a shiny object, right? That that allows yeah. you to, maybe as a parent, hey, you go, well, I'm killing two birds with one stone because my kid bothers me less. Right. I might be able to plug them in. Great. And But is that the return of investment long-term that you're looking for, right? What, what, right. Is, what, is, what is that return of investment? What's the opportunity cost of sort of the plugging in of a kid to tech? And does it then change their mindset towards other goods, other great things, other great right. people that they could be spending their time with? And we, right. if we think about that, you know, our kids can be spending time with things or with people. And, and sometimes people take more effort. And that's why I think it's hard, both in business as well as in family life and, and just life in general, to invest in the relationship in that way so that you can derive some of the immediate sort of satisfaction of a video game or right. or, or, or or a shiny object purchase on Amazon that we're, we were looking at something today and, you know, really cool. And went, ooh, that, that one looks even cooler, right? It was right. a new projector. That one looks even cooler. Was it necessary, right? right. Or if we had the extra $150, what, what could we do with that? Right. Good. Well, thanks, Mike. This is great. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing us into the tech world. Yeah, I in mean, such a great great way. Because I I occupy the seat of both the person who handles the books and the person who handles the systems, and and I am a little bit younger than the rest of the team. I have this. I get I get to have this kind of perspective on things. It's, it's not just for young people, though. No, I know, I know. But it's I think you and 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 John especially have kind of and Dad have have passed the torch on for technology decisions to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you get it. More you get it at a pretty high level. So, so. again, thanks. And uh, we'll talk next week. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Tower Hill podcast. Subscribe to our SoundCloud or iTunes for more episodes and visit our website, towerhillrealty.com for blog posts and more information on our company.